Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Association Leadership Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Association Leadership Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today on the show, we have Ryan Weeks with Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks, Lee. It's great to be here today. I am so excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us about the Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance. How are you serving folks? So we are a combined economic development and chamber of commerce here in central Virginia. We have about 800 members at the moment. And uh, we are (laughs) doing a lot of different things. We work primarily with small businesses. About 80% of our members are small businesses, but also larger corporations, nonprofits, individuals. So a lot of of different people, a lot of different organizations. Now, how do you see kind of your role in being that, I guess, maybe a common thread for all those disparate constituencies, because they each have their own agenda and their own goals. But in some ways, you're kind of a glue that holds them all together and maybe helps them in ways that they couldn't even anticipate. Yeah, I think I think our primary role is to help them tell their story, really. You know, we have all these different points of view coming in, all these different businesses of different size and tactics and everything in between. But really, we're here to act kind of as their concierge or their storyteller um, to help them get from where they are to where they want to be, to connect them with, you know, fellow business owners or fellow people in the same field, stuff like that, just to elevate them and then help them to share their story with the world, too. Now, how did you all handle kind of coming out of the pandemic when there was a period of time when uh, there wasn't a lot of face-to-face interaction and now there's more of that happening? Uh, How was that for you guys? Were you able to navigate that in a virtual world and now coming out of it more face-to-face? Yeah, we we took the tactic of going pretty much virtual. We have events. They all went virtual. Pretty much everything we went to virtual but we try to do more timely things rather than, you know, large events throughout the year. So we would host webinars on a particular topic of interest for the community. For example, we did one on inflation recently, since that's been such a huge topic. And having things virtual helps you get things, I would say, done faster. So, you know, those those timely things, you can get those up and running, you know, within a, a day or two, whereas a big event, you can't necessarily do that. So we did that, and um, we also set up a couple of sort sort of like focus groups. We would take an industry that might be you know suffering during the pandemic, for example, restaurants. So we would gather a couple of leaders from around the community, have them come to the same you know virtual room, and talk through the issues that they're they're going through, um, and hopefully hopefully find a few solutions. So that worked pretty well for our community as well. Now, speaking about your community, uh, your organization's been around for a hot minute, huh? And you're having a big birthday? Yes, yes. We've been around since 1883. Can you believe it? Um, So next year, 2023, is our 140th year. And we're really excited to um, launch a huge campaign celebration commemorating that milestone. So we're working on that right now, making a lot of plans. And I'm very excited about it. (laughs) 
Now, do you have any advice for maybe um, a person that's new to uh, belonging to a chamber? Uh, how would you recommend they get the most out of a chamber membership and, and really wring out the most value? Because I think a lot of uh, people out there that haven't joined a chamber or maybe joined and weren't thrilled with the results, sure. they might have kind of... I don't want to say the wrong expectations, but maybe an incorrect expectation of what happens. It, like this isn't something you just join and then business comes your way. You got to kind of earn it. Yeah, I'd, I'd say there's um, a couple different ways, you know, depending on the, what the person's looking to get out of it. Um, but number one, I would connect with the your key person, your key connection in the association or chamber, I would stay connected with them. Um, make sure that they are on the same kind of uh, wavelength as you, because, you know, if you're looking to get, uh, you know, recommendations out of this, or um, if you're looking to find new business connections, you need to let that person know so that they can help you get those things. Um, secondly, if you're looking for kind of engagement, um, events is where you need to be or, um, sponsorships is where you need to be. You need to be able to tell your story either in person or through some kind of, you know, visual or audio or something like that. And then third, um, I think it's really important for someone who's new to the chamber to increase their involvement from a leadership perspective. So, you know, just being a member is great. Um, but you can get so much more out of being a part of a, a chamber or another association by um, leaning in. Maybe you maybe you join a committee. Maybe you help plan a project or volunteer your time for for something or other. Um, and doing that really helps you get way more involved than you know just being um, at an event as a normal member or staying connected. You know, through a newsletter or something like that. Yeah, that's one of my kind of uh, hacks I tell a young person. If you want to accelerate your career, get involved in the chamber, but just don't join, but just get start taking leadership roles and volunteering for things and being visible to people that might be your next boss down the road. Exactly, yeah. Now, are you finding that the business community um, in today's kind of chaotic world, um, is embracing chambers and business associations more that they're kind of not just saying, okay, only the highest level people will get a membership, but let, let's let more people in the firm be members. Maybe we'll pay for it. Maybe we'll encourage it. Uh, but there's a value in having more and more of your team as part of the chamber and, and getting involved in all those things you mentioned. Sure, definitely. Um, so for, for our model, um, if a business becomes a member, then all their employees are automatically members as well. So we have some companies that have, you know, <laughs> thousand employees, all those employees are automatically become a member as well. So that helps us to, you know, share more and in the community and be out there. And they also, the business also gets to take advantage of a bunch of our benefits as well. Um, over the course of this year, we've seen a huge growth in membership numbers. And I think that's because coming out of the pandemic, the businesses and people are looking to get back involved in, you know, this more, more personal style of things rather than, you know, tuning into a virtual talk or something like that. Um, so I think a lot of 
businesses out there are seeing the value of associations right now. Um, and I would recommend if for other associations to consider, you know, opening your membership to all employees of a business. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I believe in casting that wide net. Uh, it just, um, there's no reason to create kind of a scarcity mentality when it comes to something like this, because the value of the entire network just increases by having more people involved. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that as we keep going this year, I know the economy is kind of a big issue right now um, for a lot of people looking to join an association or a chamber. But I think once we clear that hump, we're going to keep seeing this, this growth and expansion and, people looking to get involved. Now, what's your backstory? Have you always been involved in association uh, work? No, I um, am fairly new. I've been at at the chamber now three years. Um, But before that, I worked with a couple of nonprofits. Uh, I worked in athletics marketing. Um, I also worked for a nuclear energy firm for a short minute. Um, All kind of communications and marketing. Um, But my journey to joining a chamber was actually doing an inner internship with uh, a leadership program. Um, So I got to see kind of how that works and how our leadership program connects with the same work that the chamber is doing in the community, um, you know, creating leaders in in local businesses. Um, So from there, that's how I got involved now. And it's, it's been great for me. I really enjoyed the work and being able to connect and talk with people from a lot of different backgrounds and businesses, nonprofits, everything across the board. So I really enjoy it. I love marketing, communicating. So it's great. <laughs> now you mentioned storytelling uh, is important in your mission and uh, helping others tell their story. Can you share a story maybe where um, a member um you know, maybe kind of came into the alliance and uh, maybe didn't have the most high expectations, but were optimistic. And then maybe you can share how they were able to benefit by being part of the uh, alliance. Sure, I can. Uh, you don't have to name the name of the company. Don't name the name of the company, but just tell maybe their challenge and and how being part of the alliance was able to help them kind of accelerate their growth. Sure. Um, well, we had a member come in. He was a former former employee f- for Google, um, and he had this idea of setting up a business that helps um, other businesses kind of set up their cloud network. You know, moving things from from paper and digital to all a centralized cloud kind of thing. Um, so he had that idea. He had that experience coming from working at Google. Um, but it was just him and he wanted to found this company. So he actually joined the chamber. We got to connect with him and um, we actually have office space for lease here. So you got, you got to take advantage of that and um, lease out that space. So he was figuring out, you know, where his business was going to go, where he was going to, you know, pull a couple employees and join him in the, in the work. Um, and from there, you know, he got to take advantage of actually having an office right here at the chamber, being able to pull people in, um, taking advantage of those opportunities to tell his story. So, you know, any events that we had, he was already there, ready to connect. Um, and he grew his business from just himself to five, 10 people. And now he's actually at um, over 150 employees here. It's crazy. And it, it's only been um, 
three, four years now since he started. Um, and they have their own building now, not here. Um, but it's been, it's been a real blessing to have him come in and then see the growth that he's um, been able to have with a little bit of our help. Well, the impact is real. I mean, when you talk about those kind of success stories, not only is that great for that person, his family, his community, but I mean, he's now impacting, like you said, over a hundred other families out there with their and their communities. Like it, it just kind of the multiplier effect is real, um, and the work you're doing is important. Yeah, and he actually set up this business. Um, it's it's for profit, but all the profit goes to different two different charities. Um, one is for uh, supporting kids in the community, making sure they have good homes and food. And the other is for um, uh, athletics. Uh, so he's a big football fan. So he gets kids, uh, you know, to come in so that they spend time in a, you know, a controlled environment and interested in sports, getting good coaches, stuff like that. Um, and then actually there's a third one um, for specifically helping them, kids going out of high school to help find jobs. Um, so it's really interesting. He, he, he's pulled that in his business success and, and is giving back to the community through it. It's really cool. Yeah, it's uh, super important. And it's a great story to share. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. Now, uh, what do you need more of? How can we help you? <laughs> well, uh, I think right now a lot of us are um, looking for ways to do more work with less. Um, and that's with time and energy. So um, I need advice <laughs> on how to not have burnout, things like that. Um, uh, in terms of you're talking about burnout for your team or your volunteers, I would imagine, uh, you know, with the hiring situation we're having now, it must be just as difficult to get and keep volunteers. Yeah, it's it's across the board. Um, staff, you know, staff are burnt out from working so hard over COVID and volunteers are burnt out from, you know, either being virtual for too long or, you know, too many events, too many commitments. And of course, the holidays are always busy. Um, it really is kind of across the board. Well, if somebody wants to learn more about the Alliance or connect with you or somebody on your team, what's the website? Yeah, our, our website is lynchburgregion.org. And we also have one specifically for economic development. That's it's uh, yes, Lynchburg region.org. And that's Lynchburg, L Y N C H B U R G region, R E G I O N.org, right? That's right. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're still doing such important work and we appreciate you. Thanks, Lee. I really appreciate it coming on. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Association Leadership Radio. 